Before starting this podcast, we invite you to get a copy of our book, 31 Days to Purchasing and Renting Your First Investment Real Estate Property. You can find it on Amazon or any other major book-selling platform. It has a unique book cover illustrating 31 doors to 31 days of your investment real estate journey. The book was written for you as a first-time investment real estate investor. What you can accomplish in 31 days will challenge and amaze you, and the return on your efforts will pay you dividends for life. Knock, knock. Who's there? The value of a living legacy. The value of a living legacy who? Tiffany Young, episode number six. You're listening to Vault to Investment Real Estate Success. Your complete source to building a strong financial foundation, unlocking sustainable wealth, and creating a living legacy. Through personal experience and expert insight, we'll help you find prosperity in all aspects of your life. It's time to ready, set, goal with your host, W. Rick Harris. Hey, welcome, Tiffany, to Vault to Investment Real Estate Success Podcast. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Folks, before we jump into the uh, interview, I just want to give you some background on Tiffany so you can get to know her a bit better. Tiffany's been a full-time investor since 2005 and speaks and trains uh, investors on, on stages all over Canada and the United States. Having bought over 100 properties Tiffany enjoys coaching others to uh, get beyond the mental and financial hurdles that keep people out of investing. She also helps others learn how to raise joint venture cash, and that's one of her biggest passions. Having set up and managed the in-house team that manages their portfolio for the last 12 years, her knowledge of property management as well as the rental market is second to none. She's a monthly contributor and expert for TV, print, and radio across the country for investing and market knowledge. Speaking to thousands of investors a year from stages across Canada, she's excited each and every time to help change people's results. She helps investors find quality properties from Victoria to St. John's, Newfoundland. Her interests include running, yoga, snowboarding, dirt biking, hiking, fishing, gardening, and time for friends and family. Well, I don't know if she actually works if she does all this. Anyways, <laughs> folks, she also says that a good book can make stiff competition to any of the above. Well, welcome, Tiffany. That is certainly a mouthful. Wow, no kidding. When I was putting the podcast together, one of the things I have uh, happening in my life is I'm, I'm working on a book called Vault to Investment Real Estate Success. And I, I was look, I'm looking to, fo the book is about focusing on three key, key areas of investment real estate. One was building a strong financial foundation. Two is unlocking sustainable wealth. And, and the third thing is creating a living legacy. And when I talked to Tiffany, she had mentioned she'd love to focus on the, on the value of legacy. And I think that is really, really neat that I've found someone who's passionate about investment real estate and realizes that having a living legacy is, is a big part of, of why, the why of, of investing in real estate. So, Tiffany, I'm, I'm curious on, in your own words, <laughs> what's the connection to this whole legacy thing for you? Uh, you know, 
you know what it is, is that we, um, you know, like you said, we started a long time ago in real estate and we saw a lot of people that bought a lot of real estate did really, really well. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they ended up getting out because the game gets tough and they ended up getting out of real estate before they really realized that wealth. So they might have cash flow. Um, they might, you know, have made chunks of change or when they sold or whatever, they might have done well, but they didn't do well enough that it changed their life or the life of, you know, their children, grandchildren, etc. cetera. Okay. So I think that they saw the power in it, but realized at the point in their lives that they were, they just couldn't hack one more thing. So, you know, one more plug toilet phone call or one more midnight move out, um, one more vacancy and, just at that time in their lives, they just said, you know what? Right now, it's not worth it. Right, and right. and they got out. Obviously, you're in, in the property management end of it. And just so the, just so my audience knows this, I, one of the first recommendations I ever got when I purchased investment real estate is they said, don't manage your own portfolio. And I thought, really? Right. But at the end of the day, what you're describing and, and what I hear a lot of investors talk about, investment real estate investors, is exactly that. They get themselves into the um, negative chatter and um, it just takes on a life of its own. And, and I, can, I can see where you're talking about having the frustration. So you setting up your property management services, are, are you saying that you can see where it's helped people create a legacy that's more lasting. Yeah. I think um, like even when you have a property manager, you still have those ups and downs because it's your bank account that gets affected by all of the different things that happen. So it's you that's, uh, you know, going to lose sleep at night, not your property manager. So um, for sure, property management can take away some of those ups and downs. Um, but, you know, you're still going to have them. You still have to, it's, you can't abdicate full responsibility. So I think, you know, it, at the end of the day, although it's important at the same time, if you don't have very clearly in mind why you're doing this, like a living legacy or, you know, how you're going to affect, you know, the charities that you work with or, or the family that you have that needs some change, if you don't have those things clearly in mind, um, it's just easy to say, ah, you know what, let's just sell and get out of this. Right. Whereas if you have some bigger picture stuff that's holding you to, you know what, you know, the children's hospital is doing their drive again next month. And, uh, I know that they need that, that PET scan or that MRI or whatever it might be, right. but they don't have one. You know, I can put up with another vacancy. I right. can do a, a few extra showings this month because you know what, it's bigger than I am. And and are, just are you through. talking to your client? Are your a lot of your clients talking to you like that? Like, yeah, are they sure. really, really concerned about wh what their uh, investment real estate is doing for them at, in terms of a legacy? Yeah, you know, when we talk to people about why they've even started in real estate, everyone that has started, you know, we all want you know toys or a certain lifestyle or vacations or whatever it might be, but. Where it really gets down to the nitty gritty is when people start talking about their loved ones. Right. So, right. you know, a family member that maybe um, needs, you know, to be taken care of or will need to be taken care of in their in their later years. And right now, there's not really any money to do that. Right. Um, right. You know, kids' educations or whatever it might be. But 
kind of that more important thing. It's not usually about us. It's yes. usually about those around us that okay. really motivates. Wow. So, you, you know, you had mentioned to me that, um, that in regards to investment real estate, you, you were talking about seeing a pattern. Can you, is, is this part of what that is? Can you kind of explain to us uh, what you mean by having seen a pattern and, and describe that pattern? Is this part of sure, that? Yeah. So, yeah, you bet. Um, so a lot of times we see where people get into real estate and of course um, we say keep emotions out, but we almost can't help but get emotionally involved because a lot of, for a lot of this, this is our nest eggs and this is our, you know, our biggest, wildest dreams at the forefront of what we can do here. Right. So it becomes emotional. And what we've noticed is that people start, you know, they, they do very well for themselves. They go into it with great gusto, um, almost pull up their socks and, you know, gear up for the big go and they get into it, which is not easy, but they do it because they're motivated but as time goes on, just like any new relationship, the buzz kind of leaves. And when right. that buzz leaves, that's the pattern that we started to see was about four years in, three to four years in, people are like, well, that was fun. And I made some money and I paid right. off my car, right. but I'm out of here. Like, this is too much for me right now. I'll get back into it in a few years. Interesting. Yeah. That's a pattern that we definitely see. Well, and you know, and, and, uh, Tiffany and I belong to the same uh, uh, educational and uh, real real estate investing educational uh, organization uh, named Rain, the Real Estate Investing Network, and and uh, it's interesting because Rain talks about uh, how few Canadians or even Americans and Australians, for that matter, actually invest in investment real estate. I believe the percentages. Uh, 4% in Canada and about 8% in the United States and uh, Australia. So not large numbers actually buying investment real estate. And, um, you know, maybe part of what you're saying, just um, people not really having an end game or, or thinking about their their legacy maybe gets in the way. Would, would you say that? Absolutely, yeah. Because we, by creature, I mean, we're creatures of habit and by habit, we go to the path of least, least resistance. Right. Um, so, you know, when things get tougher, we just kind of think, okay, what can we do to make this better now? Right. And we do whatever that might be. Because, again, when we've got into this game, we pulled up our socks and we did really tough stuff to get into it. But we forget what it was that drove us to get there as time goes on. Right. So we lose that inspiration and that motivation to keep going. You bet. And it's interesting. And I, you know, again, this is, I'm talking from my own uh, standpoint, but we're going to talk a little about your friends and family also. But I know for myself with, um, you know, I have some joint venture partners and some of them happen to be my daughter and my son. And, yeah, and, and, and part of that is is that we have you know we, our strategy is long term buy and hold, and when those properties are paid off, of course, my son and daughter, I expect them to live a lot longer than than me and my wife. Yeah. And at some point, um, you know, they're going to have properties that are paid off that right now are a joint venture, 
Uh, I hope my children aren't listening to this show because they're they'll know that we're gonna we'll will them <laughs> our half of the investment. But, uh, right. <laughs> so there you go. So from yeah. your sorry. <laughs> so from your standpoint, wh- when you first got into investment real estate, tell us your friends and family story, and and what's it? What was the difference for you versus some of the people that have uh, got in and then got out? Sure. Um. So. It's kind of similar to what you were just talking about with with your uh, your daughter and, and and son-in-law. That you know, here here you are, a classic example of what I was saying. In that you're not, I mean, you're doing it for you and and you're enjoying the ride. But really, at the end of the day, when you are thinking about the you know great positives that you're trying to create, you're thinking about your kids. You're not thinking about you and your wife. I mean, you're taking care of yourselves. But the bigger picture is about what you have to leave. Right. So same kind of thing for in our story, kind of similar in that, yeah, they, sorry, they had moved down to the States and had, you know, run into a little bit of health problems. And that was your folks or Corey's folks? It was, yeah, my folks, yeah. Okay. So, you know, when, when you're looking at, at having a situation where you may not have enough money to pay for like the literal health care, health and well-being of your parents in, in their daily, everyday life, you know, there's a switch that goes on. And for me, that switch hit and it was like, there was nothing going to stop me because I needed to do this. I didn't feel that I had a choice. Right. I felt that I needed to do this in order to provide what I need to provide for my family. You're a good so, yeah, thank you. <laughs> they, they, they're good mama and papa, so. Excellent. But yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, figuring out what our bigger picture is, because that's the stuff that's going to get us through the tough times. You bet. So we had, we were talking about the, uh, the difference between cash flow and wealth when it comes to a living legacy or, or, or someone's legacy. So can you just go a little further into what you mean from about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in our definition, like our cash flow to wealth program is all about um, lasting long enough in real estate to see your cash flow, um, which could it could be, you know, $100 a month, it could be $1,000 a month, but your cash flow that you're making every month or every year, um, get to the point where it's starting to create wealth. So cash flow is great. Um, it pays for, you know, mortgages or or car payments or vacations maybe or whatever it might be right. um at the end of the day you know when you sell that property if you haven't held on to it long enough for the mortgages to start getting paid down and the cash flow to start increasing from a hundred dollars a month to you know fifteen hundred and two thousand a month um that's really not going to change your life so it will have enhanced it maybe but it probably won't have changed it. Whereas if you stay in what we found seven to 10 years, the mortgages start getting paid down really quickly. Every year you're getting, you know, a lot of pay down that your tenants are paying for you and your cash flow, of course, starts to really accumulate to the point where, you know, you can pay for university educations, excuse me, you can, you know, have your parents in a, either with you in a, in a place if you wanted, or um, put them in a beautiful you know, home to live out their last years where they'll love it, not right. just be, you know, living. For sure. 
So that for us is the big difference is, is, is sticking in long enough. Our cash flow to wealth plan is all about sticking in long enough and doing whatever that means for each individual um, to be able to see that true wealth come. And that's in our experience and in, from what we've seen from others over the last 15 years, it usually seems to start happening around the year seven. So that's kind of our goal mark is get you to your year seven. If we can do that, um, we feel like we've done our job. Fantastic. So you actually have a program that someone could contact you on and find out uh, information on your wealth to, um, what did you call it? Wealth to cash flow? Or cash uh, flow cash to flow wealth? wealth okay. Yeah, exact opposite. Right on. <laughs> and and someone could reach out to you. And, and folks, in, in our show notes, we will definitely have a link uh, to uh, how you can contact Tiffany for sure. So uh, stay tuned for that. So you also, you know, it's interesting as we're talking about, uh, you know, people coming in and uh, a lot of people um, coming in, having some fun for four or five years and then deciding, oh, you know what? I've, I've had my fun. I'm out of here. Uh, so what do you see as maybe the top mistakes that investors make? Um, so what we often see, and and the nice part about it is that there is a consistent, um, pattern that we've noticed in, in when we see people leaving too early. So it's kind of nice that it's not like, well, I don't know what happened. Um, we actually have a pretty good idea of what we feel has happened. So number one mistake that we see people making is they leave their jobs too early so they think it's going to be like a two-year plan you know i'm going to do this for a couple of years then i'm getting out of my job okay um, you mean quit. leave their employment go, yeah oh okay okay exactly yeah so they decide that they want to start depending on their you know cash flow and doing this full-time and they want to go into it in a bigger way but don't have the time right so they quit their jobs they're security and they move into this full time and that that becomes a major emotional trigger now every penny is counting and we notice that a lot of those people that did that a little too soon um are often some of the first ones out of the game okay okay and and so is there uh is, is there a, a general, uh, you know, I, I don't like to generalize, but is, is there a general rule in terms of where you see more success after a certain period of time? Like how many years would that be generally? There is a little bit of a, of a pattern again. Um, nobody really likes the answer. And of course, it depends on everyone's individual situation. However, sure. Sure. Um, we've noticed that if, if people stick to it for about five years after they've started investing, Right. Um, whether they've gone in in a big way or just, you know, gone slow and steady, if they stuck to it for about five years, by then, again, that, you know, kind of stability in real estate has set in. And then when they do quit, it's not such a leap of faith. It's not so emotional. It's just an easier journey to stick with. Right. Right. Interesting. And no one likes that answer. Right. <laughs> they want to hear two to three years. But in reality, from what we've seen, again, in the long-term big picture stuff, yes. um, you are you are looking at a little bit longer than you'd like. Right. And so, you know, we've asked about the biggest mistake. So is that the biggest tip that you could give someone? Stay in it long enough or is there something else? So staying in it long enough. So we also see people buying wrong. They go in and they just try to get like best bang for their buck. And, you know, most cash flow for the least amount of money down. Right. And 
though it seems on paper that that would be, you know, a smart investment decision. Yes. Again, if we want to last for the long term in this game, we have to factor in our, our lifestyle. So it's not all about um, the dollars, you know, dimes and pennies. It's also about what can we manage? What can we um, go through in this stage of life that we're at? So if we have young kids that are in hockey and ballet and doing tournaments and doing recitals and, you know, can we handle to have a, a property that's going to be, you know, hands on a few hours a week and, you know, running around and doing showings and can we handle that? Right. Um, a lot of people can't and probably shouldn't. So first mistake is quitting their job too early. Second mistake is buying wrong. So being able to buy with your lifestyle in mind for, you know, the length of your ownership right. is their big piece of that pie. Um, and then thirdly, just keeping emotions out. So, um, <laughs> excuse me, certainly we all have emotion. It's all, even though we say we keep emotions out as investors, it's not um, that easy. So okay. just putting thresholds and plans in place for um, contingency plans, um, contingency people, having things very systemized so that the business starts to work without you. Okay. And so that you can separate yourself from that a little bit. Right. And, and um, ex so extremely important, I would have to think, and, and we're going to talk more about that, this in my show in, in future episodes, but having the, I call it team real, and uh, having a team of people that understand uh, investment real estate. And, and a lot of times, I think, and you can probably speak to this, you'll find that someone will use a, a, per, a, a realtor that's a residential realtor that helps people find a home or their dream home, but generally those people aren't the same people that would be uh, a realtor you'd use to buy investment real estate. Have I got that right? Yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. And, you know, we, we specialize in a lot of other things that we do in our lives, but it seems that with a realtor we choose to uh, go with our, you know, uncles, friends, cousins, brother, or whoever we know. Um, but really, if we're investing in real estate, we need someone who is investing in real estate themselves. They yeah. understand, you know, the cash flow numbers. They understand the market. Um, they understand kind of the long-term picture of, of what a property can can do. So um, absolutely, when, when we were investing, we didn't have that. And that's probably why we made most of our mistakes. Um, but now absolutely your, your realtor, in our opinion, must be an investor themselves in the market that right. you are investing in and in the market they are selling in. For sure. Uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, we've been talking about, you know, and, and, and thank you for sharing. You, you talked about, you know, your legacy, helping your mom and dad out, you know, and, and, um, is there something else, uh, you know, for you? I mean, of course, Generally, uh, children um, outlive their parents, or if you know what I'm saying. And so, yeah. What what else? What else are you thinking about in terms of how are you going to use your investment real estate when it comes to uh, your your another chapter in your legacy life? So you know, I'm a I, I kind of have thought about that a little bit in prep for this call and. 
No, I'm a pretty simple thinker. Um, I'm not a chess player. I can't think, you know, two, three moves ahead or anything like that. Right. I'm, I am pretty in the moment. So for me, um, you know, things like um, my uncle needed a wheelchair ramp um, at his house because he, he's, you know, going home now from the hospital after a few weeks in the hospital and needed a wheelchair ramp or else he couldn't go home. Well, we were able to provide that for him. Um, you know, things like when the stallery in Edmonton here, the children's hospital needs something, um, or the Ronald McDonald house or, you know, whatever it is, they can call me up and, and, uh, I arrange, you know, both fundraising and physical volunteers to go in and, and make the kind of changes that need to happen. So as much as, you know, legacy, I, I will have, um, uh, you know, a pretty penny left to some charities and, um, and to family and everything else. But for me right now, what I picture and envision in legacy is, is what can I be doing right now that will extend and that will pay forward more and more and more. But, you know, I, I'm kind of more, uh, uh, right now kind of thinker and, and I think the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely. And you know what? A very good point. And I really appreciate you bringing that up, Tiffany, because that's what I'm talking about by creating a living legacy. It's one where, you get to enjoy your legacy and uh, and it's it's great to hear and, and hopefully for our audience they're, they're 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 listening to this and saying i never really thought about that i just thought okay well i i'll leave some money or i'll leave some some properties that that are cash flowing and leave money but you know what what you're talking about is in the now and and uh, having the time and the resources through your investments to actually help others today and um, yeah. and and thank you for sharing that and, and uh, I you know I I challenge myself and I challenge our listeners to uh, to learn from from you because that's uh, so admirable so thank you for sharing that and, and you know what it's you know what Sorry, just naturally that's the way i i'm a person that loves to see um other people enjoy right so, right as much as i'd love to say oh that was you know all pre-planned or whatever no it's it's just literally i i, I selfishly want to see the fruits of my labors and and i want to see it now so well and, yeah. and rightfully so so and you know i've got a good friend of mine and he always talks about leaving ev evidence that you uh were around and uh, that you left a, a positive impact on people. So uh, you're definitely living that. Uh, you're leaving evidence every day, and that's uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's nice to be able to do it. And, and um, it, that's, I think, why I'm so passionate, too, about getting others to that point, because it's, it's pretty cool when you can actually say that you, you know, accomplished what your goal was and and you're you're living it and you have the ability to continue living it it's it's really nice and I, and I, I hope that and wish that for everyone great fantastic is there anything else you'd like to add on 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 creating a living uh, you know a, a legacy or a living legacy uh, before we um, end this end this um, episode um you know what I, I I mean I think that at the end of the day if um if I've left the message of, you know, doing whatever you can to keep the emotions out from the beginning and then along the way and just seeing the bigger picture, um, you know, so many people we've seen get into the game, get out of the game. We had one couple that, 
Um, you know, they bought, they got into the game when they were 55, they bought three or four properties. They did well, cash flowed okay, but they were, um, he's a doctor and she ran the office and it just got to be too much for them. So they sold and here they were 90% of the way there and, and they sold and, you know, did okay. Um, financially have some money in their pocket, but you know what? They're 67 now. Right. And they're still working. Right, right. <laughs> and interesting. And he's a doctor. Right. <laughs> so if, yeah, like bigger picture stuff, I knew that they could have stuck it out a little longer. Right. And I knew that they should, but they just didn't have that motivation or that bigger picture vision. So if I can leave anything, um, you know, to, to your audience, then it would be just decide what your bigger picture is. And every time you start having a rough day or decide, forget this, I'm, you know, I'm done. Go back to that bigger picture. Remember why you got in on the first place. Right. And uh, just let it drive you to stick around longer. Great advice. Well, you know what, Tiffany, I really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic and, and uh, lo- lots, lots of insight for people to think about uh, as they're looking at their end game and, and looking towards investment real estate uh, with the component of having a living legacy. So thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks for for having me on, and and um, you know, Rick, you you live that too—the joy that you have, and all the things that you get to do with, with your life, and and uh, you know, the mentorships that you provide to people, all of, of that stuff—it's it's all contagious. So, uh, yeah, you to me, you thank you brought it right back to yourself. So thank thanks you. for having me. Well, thanks for sharing. We appreciate you spending your time with us here on Vault to Investment Real Estate Success. For more insight on today's discussion, as well as show notes and strategies on how to purchase your first investment real estate property or multiple investment real estate properties, be sure to visit vaulttoinvestmentrealestatesuccess.com. We look forward on each episode to helping you build a strong financial foundation, unlock sustainable wealth, and create a living legacy. But until then, ready, set, go.